What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The following is a hoop ball presentation. What's up, everybody? I'm Najee Adams, and I'm Hunter Jacobs, and you're listening to the Hoop Ball Nets podcast. We're back. I'm actually excited to record this podcast. So I'm excited about every Nets podcast that we record, but this one uh, I'm extra excited about because we actually have Nets basketball back on television, and there's been a whole lot in the news, a whole lot of good stuff, not too many bad things, so that's always good. But before we get to everything, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, anywhere you listen to podcasts, we most likely are. So just look up Brooklyn Nets, or you can look up Hoopball Nets, either one. We come up, hit that little subscribe button. If you're on iTunes, leave a five-star rating and review. really helps us out, and it takes like 20 seconds, maybe. And uh, all reviews are getting read on the podcast. Shout out to Hawaiian House Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other Hoopball podcast. You can find them on Twitter at High Kona Coffee. That's Kona with a K. Um, high, just spelled H-I. And you can buy their products off Amazon. Let them know that Hoopball Nets sent you. Shout out to all the new listeners we have, if we have any new listeners. Um, we shouted our podcast out in our uh, class this week. And uh, so if any of y'all are listening... Uh, we just want to say thank you for listening. If the professor is listening, once again, thank you for letting us shout our podcast out. And uh, yeah, let's get to the Nets. So the big thing that's been in the news, really, it's in like about the entire NBA is the whole China controversy. And it involves the Nets because honestly, the Nets and uh, the Lakers play on Thursday and Saturday, I think, in China. And uh, the owner of the Nets is acting as, like, the liaison between the NBA and China. So, um, if you don't know what we're talking about, um, basically, the Rockets GM, Daryl Morey, tweeted something out in uh, support of Hong Kong's oppression. The oppression of Hong Kong by China, and obviously China didn't take too kindly to that. So, they then uh, asked him to delete the tweet and said that it is not in his uh, freedom of speech rights to say something that basically talks bad about the Chinese government. 
And Adam Silver went on record saying that it is indeed in his uh, freedom of speech. It, 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 he, since he has the right of freedom of speech, he can say whatever he wants, whether it's about the Chinese government, the United States government, whatever he wants to say, he can say. And uh, so obviously, China and the United States go by very, very different laws. And uh, China didn't take too kindly to that. So they ended up uh, cutting all ties with the Rockets, cutting ties with, uh, they cut a lot of ties with the NBA. They're not broadcasting the Nets and the Lakers games um, on Thursday and Saturday. And there's actually like, I thought the the Nets and Ra- the Nets and Lakers games are actually in danger of not even being played right now, but hopefully that's worst case scenario because Kyrie said to make his debut on Thursday and we all want to see that. But basically, the the Nets majority owner Joe Sy is uh, acting like I said before as a liaison between the United States, well the United States, the NBA and China, just as he did with the LiAngelo Ball UCLA whole controversy and uh he basically just wants to make it so that like he wants to let china see that the united states goes by a different set of laws and what darren Morey said is right but also he wants to have respect for china and uh with all that being said we just want to see the nets play on thursday and honestly i don't think adam silver i know he has to get involved as the commissioner but I don't think he should have taken a side like he did and really said it's his freedom of speech. He should have just said that he'll handle it behind closed doors, really, and figure something out. I don't know that Maury should be punished for it, but... I don't think he should be punished for it because, I I mean, it, it, it's in his his right to say what he wants to say. And if we're being honest, Hong Kong does get oppressed by China. So, I mean, he can say... He's not saying anything too wrong. He was honestly just tweeting his support for Hong Kong. So that in association obviously looks bad for China. But I don't think he should be punished. I feel what you're saying, though, because with Adam Silver saying something and picking a side, then it ruins his ties with China. So it's kind of a slippery And his main thing is going globally in the NBA. So for him to sever ties with one country instead of expanding more... They and it loses the him. NBA a lot of money because if they're not broadcasting their games, the NBA is not getting as much money as they could from it. So, but I feel like that's another thing that people were so on him about because if he wouldn't have said anything, it was a lose lose for him. Because if he if he he said something, and obviously there's people that wish he wouldn't, and if he wouldn't have said anything, then there would have been people saying that he's getting rammed by <laughs> by China so that yeah. he, he couldn't say anything. So he really was in a lose lose, but. I think he handled it the best way he could, to be completely honest. Um, but that's that. Hopefully the Nets and Lakers do end up playing because we'd love to see Kyrie. On to brighter and lighter news. Uh, KD was on uh, Ebro in the morning today. He, it's basically a radio show in New York, if you don't know what that is. And uh, he had a lot to say. He talked KD, about, like, in general, has been very active he has in, the, been. in the New York community. We wanted to attend their open practice that was at Brooklyn Bridge Park last Saturday, but the tickets sold out faster than we can get them, so we missed out. One day, we're going to be gifted tickets, but for right now, we've got to buy them just like everybody else. They were free. We just missed the deadline. We just missed the deadline, but next year, catch us there. Catch us at the open practice at Brooklyn Bridge Park. Um... But yeah, KD, he doesn't really have much to do outside of rehabbing, so he might as well go on all these New York shows and acquaint himself with New York media. Um, And he took some jabs at Knicks fans. He did a lot. 
he did a lot on the radio show. Look, KD about... always does a lot. He he likes attention, if we're being honest. So he says as many things as he can to get his name in the news. He talked about his top five favorite rappers. He talked about a whole lot of stuff. But what everyone's taking from this interview is the fact that, I'm going to quote it word for word. KD said, he was asked about, like, what are his thoughts on the Knicks? He said, I think a lot of fans look at the Knicks as a brand and expect these younger players who, in their lifetime, don't remember the Knicks being good. I didn't grow up with the Knicks. I've seen the Knicks in the finals, but kids coming up after me didn't see that. So that whole brand of the Knicks to them is not as cool as, let's say, the Golden State Warriors, even the Lakers or the Nets now. And then he went on to say, it's like the cool thing right now is not the Knicks. Now, to be completely honest, he said absolutely nothing wrong. Oh, yeah. Everything he said is right. I think people who are Knicks fans are just blinded by the fact that they play at the Garden and expect young stars like, let's say, a Devin Booker or something if he were to become a free agent. Or even D'Angelo, D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. Players like that, they expect them to be like, yeah, let's go to the Knicks. What do the Knicks have to offer? What do they have to offer or, other than the Garden? Or what do the Knicks have to offer that the Nets don't? Other than that the Garden. Most franchises. <laughs> It, it's really, the Knicks failed. And this the failure... The Knicks are failures. This, <laughs> there we this go. failure put them in a dark hole. Now they have four power forwards in the place of Kyrie and Kevin Durant. And Zion. Don't forget about Zion. They instead have R.J. Barrett, Marcus Morris, Taj Gibson, Bobby Portis, Alfred Payton, Reggie Bullock, and Julius Randle. What an offseason it was. See, the the thing is, Knicks fans are sensitive. I'm sorry. But so so KD said this, and of course, he offended every Knicks fan that there was. He went on a Twitter barrage. He, look, look, this was where he messed up. He could have just left his he interview. Got absolutely and, destroyed. He could have had Knicks fans stirring and just let them talk to themselves. So I have a whole bunch of tweets here. I'm going to pick one out of the blue. A lot of them have a whole lot of curses in it. So I can't really say too many of them. But let's do this one. It says, you know what would be so cool? Playing in front of empty seats. This is from my man NY Sports here. He said, watch how cool it is to get booed out of your own arena when the Knicks come to Barclays. And New York is not cool to be a net. Sorry, it still is and will always be a Knicks town. You'll find out shortly. Now, I'm just going to address my man New York Sports here. I don't think there's any chance that when the Knicks come to Barclays, they get the KD gets booed out. <laughs> no, yeah, see, in the Barclays, it's Nets fans. I don't care what anyone says. Knicks, Nets, it'll probably at best be 50-50, which would not result in him being booed out. And, and what? I it feel like I get the 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 notion that he's trying to say that the Knicks are gonna win, like the Knicks are gonna win a game against the Nets. <laughs> yeah, good luck with that one, buddy. Julius Randle or Kyrie Irving, well, who's the main star there? And then he says it will always be a Knicks town. Um, I've lived in New York my entire life, and I can tell you that the vibe I get now is much different than the vibe I've gotten every other year. Yes, it's very. The culture is changing, as you see with. The gentrification of Brooklyn, for example, you now see big words. You now see how the Nets are changing the game. They're changing their court. They're changing their uniform. They're having these open practices at Brooklyn Bridge Park, new park outside, very nice. And 
they are the team now. Everyone wants to support them. To be honest, I think the cool thing is being a Nets fan. If you tell me right now, if I walk up to someone in New York and I say, yo, who, who, what's your favorite team? And he says, or that person says, the Knicks. I'm going to be like, nah, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> you know what they're going to say? They're going to be like, oh, the Knicks. And exactly. they're going to say it sadly. All of my friends who are Knicks fans, every time they say it, they're like, oh, don't remind me. I'm, I'm a Knicks gonna fan. I'm going to laugh. And the, the MSG can only carry the Knicks so far. And the gas tank is running on empty. If someone tells me there's a Knicks fan, I'm I'm laughing in their face. If someone tells me, yo, I'm a Nets fan, I'm like, oh, okay, okay. How long have you been a Nets fan? Uh, This year. See, then that's a different that, that's a different thing because you're a bandwagon. But if you've been a Nets fan for a while, I think the cool thing in New York is being a Nets fan now, to be honest. And then so KD responded to him saying, I know it's a Knicks town. We got our own little section, though. We can both occupy this wonderful city. It's all love on this side. See, KD says a lot of crazy stuff on, like, talk shows and stuff and then when people tweet him he gets he doesn't get as disrespectful in tweets like if you're gonna be disrespectful then hey be disrespectful all the time um one more tweet let me find something uh i'm trying to find a good one i'm trying to find a good one without curses um somebody all right, i'm gonna just bleep up the curse to be honest he said new york sports guy said congrats i knew you would respond to my tweet you got everything in life to be happy about millions of dollars good family but you still complain about stupid s word maybe it's because you see all your other friends growing up and moving on with their lives you do the same so this man thought it would be a good idea to personally attack kd instead of talking about basketball and KD said, none of this is stupid. You wouldn't be a New York sports guy if you thought that. I love how grown up and mature you are, though. See, like, if you're going to be disrespectful on talk shows, I'm going to need you to be disrespectful on Twitter, too. Because the nice little, it's all love on this side, is not going to cut it. I'm going to need you to get crazy with fans that talk to you crazy, KD. Kevin? Yeah, he was saying things like, boo me all you want if that's what makes you happy. Or you're being real emotional right now. He was just... When people are sitting here calling him a seven-foot Carl Thomas. <laughs> like, you gotta talk cra- You have to defend yourself, brother. And so, the last snippet that uh, we'll take from this KD interview is basically, he reassured Nets fans that uh, he once again will not be uh, coming. We shouldn't expect him to play this season. I believe he's keeping hopes low, despite I swear the fact he is. that he may play in March because... He will come back, get the attention he wants, because he'll be like, oh, he said he's not playing, and he's here in March. He's here. That's what he wants. So he's going to tell everyone, nah, I'm not playing, that they don't even think about him until the time comes that he comes back, and all the media is going to be on him. Exactly. I'm going to take this with a grain of salt, because I, obviously the, the that's the easy answer. He's not going to come out and say, yeah, I'll be back in March, because if he's not, then he looks like a liar. So the easy thing to say is, yeah, I'm not going to be back. So if he comes back... Instead of looking like a liar, he looks like the Nets' savior. So, uh, I'm still saying there's like a 30 to 40% chance KD comes back. So, moving on. The Nets uh, unveiled a whole lot of new stuff, as Hunter said earlier. They have the new graffiti jerseys and the new court. We'll start with the jerseys. We're looking at them right now. I love the jerseys. A lot. They've been getting a lot of backlash because they look like cartoonish or whatever people are saying. I enjoy the cartoonish. Look. I love them. Personally, it's probably because we're in the younger generation and we enjoy things like this. But I think the jerseys look nice. 
if I were to design a jersey, it would somewhat resemble this. Yeah, so. I like the the little stars and the the kind of like racetrack stripes going down the side of it. I like the great color scheme, the the way that B K L Y, the way that Brooklyn spelled out B K L Y N. I just like the jersey and pe- like I think they're they're gonna look great on and the court. Seeing it on players at the practice, like DeAndre Jordan, it was nice. Yeah, and then the new court. I don't think there's much to say about the new court, but I like it. I think see, it, it's not as gray as I thought, which is good because I was scared that it would be too gray and it would like it, it would be weird to play on. But it's just a a kind of lighter wood color, to be honest. Yeah, and then the 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 kind of like stanchions have the the like Brooklyn Nets in like subway writing. Yeah, and so that's cool. I I kind of like I like the floor on the Barclays. I like. I like their, the way it used to look. No, I like the new one. I like their whole brand altogether now. I think, I think they have a good like color scheme. It's if, simple. If but they like, were gonna break apart their perfectly cultured team from last year, I believe that they did the right thing by taking this off season to rebrand their jerseys, their court, to reinforce the. The fun New York culture that they're in. I mean, if it was any season to rebrand, it had to be this one. Because you you basically have a whole new core. The, you don't have a new core, no, but you have starting, a whole new... It's a new era. They're yeah. starting a new era that they should be a top five seed championship contender for the next four years. They should be a championship contender. And uh, with that, talking about championships, the Nets are 1-0. and So they played their first preseason game. And they absolutely destroyed Brazil Franca, one thirty-seven to eighty-nine. They should have destroyed them. They they were Brazil was kind of keeping it close for the first like quarter and a quarter and a half maybe. The Nets were up twenty-one and a half, and then they didn't. The Brazil team right. didn't score until five minutes into the third. But all right, I just have to give a shout out to Rafael Hetschimer. Okay, <laughs> he was this smacking guy, threes. This guy torched DeAndre Jordan. And Jared Allen and rip, more so DeAndre Jordan and rip them a new one. I've never heard of this guy in my life, and he lit them up for twenty six points and five rebounds on eight of ten from three. See, it was more so DeAndre Jordan because when we were watching the game, he was getting destroyed. Okay, so off pick and pop. So it's basically so. Look back at the playoffs last year when it was Warriors Blazers and. Game one, when Steph had 37 points, they struggled with Enos Cantor picking up on on screens. And he'd sag off. In that same light off of a pick and pop, Musa would switch and DeAndre wouldn't step up. So be, He would just crash the paint. It would be he, two, he, they would both cover the roller. It would be man. two people covering the roller and Hetschimer threes all day. Now, I don't know if the, the Nets probably didn't scout for this game. I'm going to be completely honest. They no. probably could care less about the Franca Basketball Club of Brazil. So, I get if DeAndre didn't know he was a shooter after, like, the first couple times. But once the man has sh- made six threes, there's no way you shouldn't be in his grill if he's coming off a of pick, if he's picking popping. The, and there maybe was DeAndre. No, nah, there was one that was just lazy. He was looking at the corner, not paying attention. That's what I was about to say. Passed it right to his man three. Maybe he was just like, okay, I could care less if Raphael Hedensheimer lights me up. But 
like. And, and you should care because it's your debut as a net, and now we know you as the man that got lit up by Raphael Hetzheimer. And moving on, uh, the the like we said, the Nets blew them out. There wasn't really a game. Look, the Nets should have blown them out. And to be honest, like all the good that you would typically point out in this game should have happened. They were playing Brazil, Franca. They weren't playing another NBA team. I don't want to not give them credit, though. Yes, obviously credit, but you can't get too excited yet. No, that's why I just want to go over it, because I don't want to... If you're listening and you got super excited, we got super excited, too, but let's take it with a grain of salt until we see it. I want to see them play an NBA team before I start saying, oh, this guy could be good. This guy could be good. One person that I'm really excited about. There were a about. lot of open shots in this game. True. It's like they were practicing like for the most scrimmage. part. The, the one guy I am excited about, though, is Torian Prince. So, obviously, uh, Nets fans are excited about him, too, because every time he got a bucket, they chanted, Welcome, Prince. He was one of the stars of the game. He was drawing a lot of buzz in practice and workouts, kind of like Harris Avert last season, and we saw how that worked out. And... Torian Prince is my pick to be the breakout and, star for the And honestly, I just see him as a slightly improved Amare Carroll. But he has so much more upside. Yes, he, he plays a similar style to him. He's just a better shooter and similar defender. Slightly better, but he's a better shooter too. So so the next starting lineup was they the guards. They started Karras and Spencer Dinwiddie. And then at the forwards, they started Karooks and Torian Prince. And then at center, Jared Allen started. Now, I don't think this is much different than what their lineup, is, their starters lineup is going to be like in the regular Most season. Most likely, they're going to have Kyrie instead of Dinwiddie. Same lineup. Joe Harris will probably also come off the bench. But or if, he might bring Karras off the bench because you saw nah, Kenny like the whole Dinwiddie-Lavert nah, duo. Yeah, it's either going to be that or he could bring Karooks off the bench and play Prince at the four. He has options. And then David Nwaba was probably the Nets' best defender, so I just he, can't he'll wait. also play big I minutes. just can't wait for us to say all of this, and then first game of the season, Garrett Temple is their starting small forward. Like, <laughs> no shot. Like Dudley I last think year. I think their late game closing lineup is going to be Kyrie, obviously. Joe Harris. No, or Karras, Joe Harris, Torian Prince, Jared Allen. Wrong. What do you think it will be? Kyrie, Dinwiddie, oh uh, yeah, Joe Harris, Lavert, and a big man. I, uh, it depends on if Torian or, Prince is cooking. Or if Torian Prince is doing well, yes, he's gonna be in the game. He'll play over Lavert, and I don't think Lavert will be in at the end of games. Nah, Lavert is crucial to. He's got to be. If anyone gets I, the short I end honestly, of the stick, it's Torian. I honestly think he'll ride the hot hand. See, I don't think so. Because if. Prince has 25 in a game, or Joe Harris has 25 in a game, you're not going to sit them out. But I, I also think you can't sit Karras because he's one of your key pieces. And going into the season, everyone's looking at this roster like Karras is the second best player on the team. You can't sit him. Uh, it, I, I just think Dinwiddie, after what he showed last year, he got to be on the court for the end of games. You saw what he did to the Rockets. I did, and... I just don't want I don't want Kenny Atkinson to overthink things. I mean, like, it's possible Joe Harris doesn't play. That's true. It, I feel like he'll only play if they need a three. Like if they're if they're super. It could down. be Kyrie Levert and Dinwiddie and then 
Prince and a big man. I want Torian Prince to be in at the end of games. He had 22 points, 4 rebounds, 1 assist, 1 steal, no turnovers on 8 of 10 shooting, hit 6 threes, which was a team high. He he was a monster this game. He absolutely dominated, but once again, it was against Franca Basketball um, Club of Brazil. Well, uh, in case you didn't know, I know I didn't know, the Nets have Lance Thomas. They do. They okay. signed him. They signed him because they needed forward help. Thanks, of, Wilson Chandler. Yeah, and and uh, Rodion's Kuroops, both of them, and KD, obviously. But So Torian Prince was a highlight of the game. Uh, Nick Claxton was another highlight. He's been getting a lot of praise from the Nets coaching staff. DeAndre Jordan said that uh, he reminds him of Chris Bosh because he's left-handed, he's skilled, he can go inside and out. So what I'll tell you is he's not Chris Bosh, but... A play that I liked is when he blocked a jump shot, then came down to catch an alley. Runs both sides of the floor. Not really Chris Bosh. Chris Bosh was not all that athletic. He was more of a jump shooter score from the wing and stuff. But yeah, no, not Chris Bosh. That's not. (laughs) What I? That is not a good one. What I like to see, what I like, I liked what I saw in Nick Claxton. When he was, he, there was a couple times where he like initiated the offense, had the ball at the top of the key. He obviously didn't run a pick and roll as the pick and roll ball handler, but he was at the top of the key dribbling the ball. That's something you will never see Jared Allen do. That's something you will never see so DeAndre Jordan do. So if we're being do. honest, to me, his ceiling is not quite Chris Bosh. He resembles a little more of a Blake Griffin to me, but that's I mean, who's I better, Blake Griffin or Chris Bosh? That's that's a good question. I mean, Chris Bosh has like the he has the rings. When you think historic, when you think historically, what is that? What am I trying to say? When you think of like history, Chris Bosh is he has the better long term career. He is better than Blake Griffin. But skill wise, I feel like Blake low key might be better. That's hard. It's really it's a tough one. Let let us know what y'all think. Follow us on Twitter. I don't even think I plugged our Twitter. Follow us on Twitter at HoopBallNets. We have 69 followers. We're trying to get to 100. So let us know who you think is better, Blake Griffin or Chris Bosh, and let us know why. Once again, tweet at us at HoopBallNets. Um, yeah, Nick Claxton, he played really well. He had 13 points in only uh, 8 minutes. 8 minutes, 52 seconds, so basically 9 minutes. 13 points in 9 minutes, had 2 blocks. Both of them came off jump shots, so that's good to see. And then he had uh, 1 rebound. And two blocks, yeah. So he went five or six from the field. He attempted one three, did not knock it down, but that'll come later. And then we just have people like Garrett Temple. He played well, had 10 points. Theo Pinson, the man, the myth, the legend. He had a calm 13 and seven, a quiet 13. Oh, no, he had four. <laughs> His <laughs> plus a, minus. It was a plus His 13. His plus minus was fact, 13. He had um, four. What I'll say is uh, Jana Musa... Lived up to his stereotype of being a Chuck. Took a fif- oh, he fif- took the most shots on the took team. Fifteen shots, which is five more than Torian Prince, the second most with ten. Um, and he shot under fifty percent and only hit fifty percent of his free throws. He was one for five from three. So it was it was an okay game. Nothing nothing crazy. But he did had he did have eighteen three and seven. So I'll give it to him. It was yes. a good game from John Amusa. Um, but. I like the performances, obviously Torian Prince, but I like Denwaba, 7 of 8. I think he's going to be a big key for the Nets this season. 18, 5, and 4, two steals. 
he so Kenny Atkinson went on record saying that he could play the four in small ball. Lineups. I do believe that that is absolutely ridiculous. He's only that, six four. He's six four. So unless you're playing maybe Draymond Green, who's with the new height six five. That new height rule, for the record, is ridiculous. But that he's six five, six four compared to Draymond six five. That may be the only team you could do that against. Even if you're playing somebody like John Collins, he's gonna fry David and Waba. <laughs> David and Waba is a good defender, believe me. But to he's play a good the perimeter and wing defender. Forward, come on now. This is not Team USA putting Joe Harris at center at crunch time. I still think David and Waba is gonna be a way more of an important piece to the Nets than. People may think because he's their best on ball defender. Look, so I do believe he should edge out Garrett Temple for minutes when it comes down to it. Oh, 100%. But you know, the Nets come come game one, Garrett Temple is going to be the sixth man getting 30. No shot. David and Wobb is a high motor guy. He's going to guard the team's best player. Believe me, I agree. But we saw with Dudley last year. Okay, but Dudley and Nwaba are two very different No, things. Dudley and Temple. Okay, <laughs> Garrett Temple is no locker room presence like Jared Dudley. They don't even need the locker room presence anymore. That's what they got stars for. That's what they got KD for. One of the big uh, question marks going into this game, it's really going into the next season, was how the center position would play out. Because obviously we have the battle between Jared Allen and uh, DeAndre Jordan, and to a lesser extent, Nicholas Claxton. But uh, Jared Allen started. He played 19 minutes and 45 seconds, and DeAndre Jordan played 19 minutes and 23 seconds. And then Nick Claxton played 8 minutes and 52 seconds. So basically, both Jared Allen and DeAndre Jordan played 20 minutes. All right, so the way it's going to work in the regular season, 24-24-0. Yeah, and Nick Claxton will probably spend some time with the Long Island Nets. And... Games that they're blowing people out, 20-28, like it was today. Yeah, see, the thing is, I think Jared Allen is probably the, the better center right now. Jared Allen, this game had 12 points, Well, um, this three assists, five rebounds. This game did prove to me that DeAndre Jordan has no lateral quickness, can't <laughs> get out on a, uh, on a pick and pop to save his life. DJ had 11 points, eight rebounds. You know, and no but, other stats. See, but you know he's a reliable 12-12 and 12 on 80% shooting. He also has great hands. With no other stats, period. The thing about DeAndre Jordan that I think really differentiates him from Jared Allen is he has great hands. Jared and Allen a lot is butterfingers. A lot of the times when you run, well, last year when, they, when D'Lo and Jared Allen would run pick and rolls, Jared Allen would just fumble the ball. And that got them into a lot of trouble, especially in the playoffs against the Sixers. I remember when they got bounced. No, or maybe it was game four. Yes, it the was game, game four. game before they got bounced, D'Lo threw it to Jared Allen for like the game winner, and he fumbled it. Uh, Joel Embiid bagged him, and that was the game. That was DeAndre Jordan. Look, Good shot. We might have won. Look, DeAndre Jordan doesn't really get scared. He, he's a veteran. He's, he does not get scared. You know what you're going to get from him, a double-double. But he's just slow. So if they can live with that, then so yeah, they'll, they'll, be they'll fine. probably play it by ear. Whoever's playing better, whoever. I mean, I think regardless, neither of them will really see over twenty-seven minutes in a game. Yeah, it's going to be matchup based, probably. Whoever matches up with the other team center better is going to play the, the most minutes. 
And then we come to uh, the man, the myth, the legend, Karis LeVert. By well, the way, Kyrie and Joe Harris didn't play Kyrie because of the little facial fracture and Joe Harris because of rest. So I will say, good from Karis. He was, even though he started at the two, had the most assists on the team, was handling the ball a lot, showed explosiveness, had three steals, was getting out in the break. Now the one negative, the guy cannot throw an alley-oop pass to save his and life. And I think oh that'll come. So he had 13 points, 9 assists, 2 turnovers, 3 steals, 2 rebounds. He was 1 of 4 from 3, didn't shoot that well, 4 of 8 from the field. So that's 50%, only 20 minutes. The thing is, he was really facilitating the offense, running the pick and rolls, playing that D'Angelo Russell sort of role because Kyrie wasn't there. And he was running pick and rolls with Jared Allen and throwing lobs. There was 3 lobs that I saw him throw, none of them perfectly connected. Jared Allen caught them and bought them down and then dunked it, but that's not what you're expecting from an alley-oop. You're expecting the, the center to get the ball and bang it down. I think that this won't be Karras's role during the season, so he probably won't have to do it again. But even if it is, I feel like the chemistry will come between him and Jared Allen. Because how many times have you really seen Karras go run a pick and roll and throw a lob? It's probably new to him, so I think it'll come. I don't want to kill him too hard on it, but... It was okay. His it wasn't the best preseason debut, but he could, if he would have shot better from three, he easily could have put up like twenty points, third maybe even like fifteen. Yeah, Dinwiddie was on triple double watch. Had he made had he more shot of his better. shots, so Dinwiddie put up. He was two of eight from the field in twenty one minutes. One of six from three and missed both of his free throws, which so isn't likely. For his him. shots were just not falling. I don't look too much into it. Off night, whatever. He'll, yeah. he'll come around. He had uh, 12 rebounds, which actually led the team, which is weird. And then he had seven assists, two turnovers, one steal, and only yeah, five Yeah, it's points. not even like he played a ton. He only had 21 minutes to get those 12 rebounds. So, And then uh, Wilson Chandler was a DMPCD. I think that's just him saying, well, uh, you're out 25 games, so you're out these two. I need to see who yeah. I got to start the season. He's in the doghouse, deservably so. Not even deservably so. I don't think he took the PDs on purpose. Now, but I just think Atkinson wants to see who he has to start the season exactly. so he can figure out the lineup. And they don't want to get build chemistry with a guy that can't play with for 25 games. So that's that game. The Nets play again, hopefully, on Thursday against the Lakers. It'll be their first matchup against an actual NBA team. And uh, Kyrie is set to make his preseason debut. He'll be wearing a little mask, so we'll get masked Kyrie yet again. He'll be going up against the Lakers with LeBron, AD, Rondo, Alex Caruso, um, Quinn Cook. All of them, the Lakers are coming off a pretty dominant win over the Warriors. And the Nets are coming off a pretty dominant win over Brazil Franca. So we'll see what happens in that matchup. It'll be good to see LeBron versus Kyrie yet again. Hopefully, like we keep saying, the game is actually played. And uh, yeah, that'll do it for this episode. We actually are going to start. I know we said this so many times, but we're serious. We're going to start coming out with something we're going to call Brooklyn Biographies. So what that is, is basically a, uh, it's like a player, it's going to be player previews for the upcoming season. We're going to get them out before October 17th. That's when the season starts, right? Yes. Tuesday, October 17th is when the season starts. We're going to do three episodes, one on guards, one on forwards, and then one on centers. So when you see that pop up in your subscription feed, please listen to the episodes because it's a new idea we have. Shout us out. Um, just let us know that you mess with it. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be called Brooklyn Biographies. basically going to be player previews. And, uh, yeah, it's coming up soon. So without further ado, 
that's going to end this episode. Make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes. You can look us up at Brooklyn Nets or Hoop Ball Nets. Press that subscribe button. Leave a five-star rating and review. All reviews are getting read on the podcast. Once again, shout-out to Hawaiian Now's Kona Coffee Company for sponsoring this podcast and every other Hoop Ball podcast. You can find them on Twitter at H-I-K-O-N-A Coffee. And uh, you can find their products on Amazon. Let them know that the Hoop Ball Nets podcast sent you. Follow us on Twitter, please. We're at 70, trying to get to 100. We're actually at 69, so be our 70th follower. And, uh, yeah, uh, tweet at us. We'd love to hear your feedback. We'd love to hear uh, suggestions, anything like that. You can follow us at HoopBallNets on Twitter. You can follow us individually. I'm at Adams underscore, and Hunter's at Hunter underscore JKR. Uh, our links are actually in the little description of the uh, podcast, so you can just click that rather than typing everything in. And, uh, yeah. That'll do it for this episode. We'll see you all next time. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.